Welcome to episode 18 of The Real World. Uh, today I had the pleasure of having a really good conversation with a friend of mine. We're going to talk about issues from how the gay community views straight people and vice versa. Uh, this isn't a hit piece because I'm not really about that, but I certainly feel that uh, given the context of the conversation, it's something that everybody can kind of pick up from it. Uh, sit back, listen, and enjoy. I want to welcome Michael to my podcast. Uh, it's a real good dude, good brother. Um, one of the things I wanted to do was to allow us to kind of share a story uh, where a few things intersect. So, Michael, how you doing, brother? I'm good. And yourself? I'm good, man. Um, we kind of talked off air uh, a lot about things. Uh, I know that it's something that you do uh, with your nonprofit that I wanted you to kind of explain a little bit. This. All right. So real quick, my nonprofit is, is a coding program, but I don't necessarily want to do just another coding program because that's that's already been done. Um, and it pretty much trains kids and a vocation and it gives them skills that they can use to leave the community and go off and do something else. My idea is really to um, teach them the coding, but also incorporate entrepreneurship. So the idea is that they're making mobile applications, but they're also building their own business businesses and um being able to you know pitch those businesses to investors creating jobs for themselves um and opportunities for themselves here in oklahoma which is which is where i live which is where i call home so um interesting thing about that uh obviously i think that it's really important that a we teach the kids we get the young going uh b i think it's the life skills that you're doing and you're moving with that are super important. Um, yeah. One of the reasons I wanted to get you on the podcast, uh, and obviously I want to give you the kind of the, the, the platform to kind of show the good stuff that you're doing. Uh, but me and you had kind of talked and I had an interesting conversation with some gentlemen um, that were gay this weekend. And so because we're black, uh, they were gay. They kind of had like a duality kind of thing going. Um, people tend to judge them. They're judging other people because of the way that they get looked at. That's kind of what I wanted to discuss today. Um, just to kind of see how people felt about things. Uh, I want to move the conversation forward in a sense where at the end of the day, my personal preference is that we're all people, but certainly everybody doesn't see it that way and they don't subscribe to that. Um, any thoughts? Absolutely. The The main thing is, you know, and it's not just something that's happening right now, but I feel like the situation is, is heightened right now. Are people a little bit more sensitive about about things and about how they're perceived and, and about, you know, the treatment that they're getting? So I definitely feel, I know you told me this story a little bit. I don't, don't know if you're going to share this story again, but the idea is that they might have felt like you were judging them and, you know, their guard might have been up. I know when I'm out in public, like I know how I present myself and, you know, sometimes it's uh, like um, sometimes it's more of an obviously gay man as opposed to others. But I know that in those times, I feel like my guard needs to be up. I never know if somebody's going to say something rude or, you know, want to come at me. So I have to sort of be ready. And it's, you know, so, sort of built into the culture now at this point. It's sort of baked in. And, you know, you might have did something that was really innocuous, but their alarms are already set, so they were they were ready to, to pounce. So if I sit back and I look at that, right, um, 
you've certainly come out with and hung out with us. Yeah. Um, and we'll all be out in the streets. So do you feel like, let's say you're w- with our college like friends, do you feel like at, in situations like that, you still have to have that same height and, you know, head on a swivel, I'm paying attention to my surroundings, like kind of mentality? Or are you able to kind of like relax and just kind of fall in? Because, I mean, one, obviously we, we would never let somebody come at you like sideways. Not that people would, but maybe you don't get the same energy when you're in groups that are different. Like, is that something that actually happens or is that just something I'm making up in my head? No, I mean, I, I definitely feel like when I'm, me personally, there is a certain, you know, a black boy joey that I try to try to carry with me. And there are times when I do let my guard down. So if I'm hanging out, hanging out with my friends, or they're like, you know, predominantly straight group of friends, a predominantly gay group of friends, there is a moment when I, I start to let my guard down. But when someone else approaches from the outside, whether, I mean, whichever group I'm in, if someone approaches from the outside or, you know, there's some sort of interaction with someone not in that group, then my guard is back up. So I don't even want to say it's just because um, you're gay. I think that there's a certain duality that we all have, right? Yeah, and and I think I think being gay adds on top of it. Okay. Um, so I mean, as a just being black, and especially being in Oklahoma, I mean, you know, I'm, I I live a certain kind of lifestyle. I like certain nice things. I'm in places where you know not many black people would go. So when when I'm there, people people already give me a look. So I I feel that. But then on top of that, I'm a gay black man, and like I feel that on top of the blackness. So it's it's definitely like layers. There's like like the kids say, there's level to levels to it. There's definitely levels to to identity. So how do we make make you more comfortable? I, like I I can't concern myself with like the greater society. Like I can only start with people I know. Like what is it that like just society in general could do to say like all right you're good being you like i mean we talked about this off wax i could care less what you're doing like when we were in college whatever you were doing the rock i was like yo michael he does some weird shit with that girl i don't really care as long as that man is happy i'm happy with him and we all laughing about stuff later i know that that's not the norm but that certainly was the way that we looked at things so, you know, fast forward mad years because I don't want to age us, but how do we make you more comfortable and not feeling like you have to always be on guard when you're out in these situations? That's that's a hard question. I mean, because part of me being on guard is part of my self-defense mechanism. And I feel like it's something that if you talk to, to other gay black men or just talk to, to people in, in, in general, like, you know, there's a part of us that feels like, I will let my guard down, but I can only let my guard down but so much just because people are crazy. And whether they're going to say something or do something, I mean, anything can pop off. And you sort of do have to keep your head on swivel. But I think in terms of like having gay friends and having black gay friends, the idea is to, you know, let them know that when they're with you, that they're in a circle of trust, that they're in a safe space. But also know that like, yeah, when someone else approaches from the outside, it, like that that uh, that alert, that um, that awareness, that hyper awareness, will it's gonna go back up. Okay. Um. So, just to give people background, uh, the story basically that we kind of talked about off wax was that I was out with some friends of mine. Um, there's a group of guys that were kind of at the other end of the table. 
We were sitting at all at Aunt Pizza. Uh, my boy gets up to basically go and grab a drink. And uh, before he can get back, uh, one of the gentlemen had just come from getting pizza. So he was trying to sit in the spot that he was. And I'm like, yo, 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 nah, my boy's here. He's looking at me looking like, you can't discriminate against me, bro. Like, what you talking about? Like, I can't sit here. I'm like, nah. Like, my boy is literally standing right behind you. His friends say the same thing. And so I say to him, I'm like, you already assumed that I was going to be that dude or treat you some kind of way before I even said something. It's like, we all black. So I certainly get that. And you could just see the look on his face where he was super disappointed in himself. Now, that doesn't mean that he felt wrong, but he certainly was just like, man, like, I'm treating you the way that people treat me. And that probably wasn't cool. So while we had conversations while we were kind of, you know, there for the next 10, 15 minutes or so, you could tell that, like, you know, he felt bad about that. And that's what made me want to kind of, like, have this interaction and just talk about how all of this stuff kind of intersects. How can we move things forward? So a lot of people don't walk around feeling like they always have to be on defense. But I get it. It's a tough world. Like, even being black, I don't necessarily feel like I'm always on defense in places. Like, Maybe that's because the stereotype is that we're troublemakers or something, so nobody's really gonna mess with us. I don't know. But but to be fair, you also live in DC and you know there's a whole a whole population of black people who live in middle America. I, I live in Oklahoma, so when I'm out, I, there are lots of occasions when I'm one of very few, um, like not just black people, I'm one of the very few people of color, period. And so there's you know, there's that awareness like like, you know, I need to be aware of my surroundings. When's the last time you've been here? Um, D.C. is yeah. 2014. Because I was going to say, you do know that D.C. is no longer majority black, right? But I do feel I, like- I, I do, I, I do know that, but I mean, I, I still feel like there's a there's a certain, you know, mass of, of black people where, where you know, yeah, somebody else, yeah, somebody might so might not feel comfortable. Yeah, I was on yeah. the definitely black. Um, yeah. So... That's the thing with you living in Oklahoma and it being, you're one of, you know, very few. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I've been in situations where I'm not necessarily always, you know, I'm one of the few black guys. You go to corporate America. I'm corporate America guy. I'm, it's usually like, you know, three or four of us in a division. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with, I feel like there's certain things that I'll never say or I'll always kind of have my guard up. Um just because you don't know the angle that people are going to approach you from. But yeah. I try to like, at least from my perspective, I try to make it not be about race. Um, I think I'm fortunate enough to live in a city that's pretty progressive. So I yeah. haven't dealt with in your face racism. Like, I don't know if like, and I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying as a matter of function in any of the professions that I've been in, like nobody's ever done anything to my face that I thought was like, really blatant yeah it's not blatant um i can't say the same thing about people being homophobic because i think on another level it's way easier and more accepted for people to be homophobic about stuff than it is for people to be racist about stuff i I definitely feel that um i also work in corporate america and I, i know that people do they are a little bit more mindful especially i'm not exactly like a small guy and i'm not exactly an effeminate guy so it is a little bit intimidating. Like, hey, I got, I do have to wash my mouth because, like, I'm, I'm a big guy. I've been in the gym. Like, I, I have a, a, a physical presence. So there is, I don't know. 
I feel like people people do tend to watch themselves, but there's still like a certain awareness. Like you know, they might say something that's just out of line, or them that might be a joke. That you know, for them it's a joke, but for me it's like no, you don't understand that that's not a joke. That's highly offensive, and so that intersectionality is 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 always a messy place, and just in that place, people's guards are going to be up a little bit. But how do you check people when they step over the line with that? Because we're not in a place anymore where we could just put our hands on people. Like that, that doesn't work. Like we, we're coping with people. So like so so this so this is something I uh, I was thinking about. You know, when we initially had a conversation, and and their reaction is like, you know, like. You know, if you pay attention to the television and and like the housewives are, are the part of the housewives that borrow some gay culture. So it's like shade and reading like that's that's really what that is. It's a defense mechanism. So you say something slick. I'm going to say something slick back. And whatever I'm saying, say back is going to be, you know, it's going to be truthful and it's going to be a little bit cutting. So, you know, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm reading you right now. Like that's. That's a self-defense mechanism. Shave, like when you when you walk into a room and I just like I already know that you're about to say something something stupid or something out of line. So I just give you a look like, don't do it. Like I'm I'm shading you right there. These are self-defense mechanisms, and that's that's you know I can see that reaction playing out in your interaction with this group. Like you know, oh I can't sit here because I'm gay. Like I can see a certain you know defense mechanism that's built into the interaction. But doesn't that lead sometimes to having, like, the wrong thing happen? Because let's say I was a different kind of person. Now, didn't you kind of create some energy that leads into the wrong direction? Because what if I was different? What if I wasn't a dude that was like, oh, no, 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 it's all good. Like, it's a misunderstanding. And now you said something to me and maybe I feel like I have to respond. And so, I mean, that that's that's where we're at. That's, that, that is where we're at. And, I mean, you're not that kind of dude and luckily this other gentleman wasn't that kind of dude so y'all you know y'all are reasonable people and you could you know have a reasonable conversation about a misunderstanding but you know that's that's really where we're at and and the danger of of, of this whole time and why we do need to have you know conversations about you know toning things down and, and being open and being and being a little bit more trusting but also you know People learning how to accept other people. I mean, we can't live in America anymore and expect to be in all white places or all heterosexual places or, or even from my side to be in an all gay place. Like we have to we have to do a better job. And it's each individual's person person's job to to do that work of, you know, dialing it back. So I don't know if you saw anything about this. There was apparently like this Campbell's um tomato soup commercial uh mm-hmm. and it was uh two gay guys and i believe they had a daughter or son i i, I don't remember yeah there's been a couple commercials like that so what made it interesting was uh a woman essentially had reached out via facebook to campbell's about this and she's just like you know i can't support you guys if this is how you're representing families and they basically uh the campbell's account was just trolling the woman where it was just kind of like well, I love it. You know, I love you're it. You're going to, you know, say that these two people that you don't know that are just trying to make somebody feel better through soup, which is kind of like, you know, very American. Like, you don't feel well, I'm going to give you some chicken noodle soup. Um, because you're judging these people like that, we don't know if we want you buying our product either. Like, what makes you a better person than them just because they're different? Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of goes back to, to what I said, where 
I frankly don't care what anybody does behind closed doors. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Like, mm-hmm. your life is your life. The same way mine is mine. Like, I, I have to live it for my for myself. I yeah. be true to myself. Like, if I'm a good person. I'm not doing anything, you know, morally wrong or uh, I'm not, you know, breaking laws. I don't really care what you do. Like, mm-hmm. I separate myself from that. Now, again, I think that makes me a different person. But there's certainly people out here like that where I know a lot of things are trending towards that way. So like, yeah. how do we get to the point where, and I, I guess it's not a, a ultimate goal, but like there is a certain acceptance of just like, you know, I don't care what you do. <laughs> Again, it, it seems like a very Republican ideal. Yes, I'm saying that because you're from Oklahoma. Uh, I don't step foot in your bedroom. The government doesn't control this and that. I'm going to let you rock. Like, however you do it, that ain't got nothing to do with me. I mean, and that's that's something that, that we can all get, get behind. Like, you know, live and let live. If if people actually live that. But, you know, most times when people say, I'm going to live and let live, it's like, really, I'm going to do whatever I want. And you fall in line and don't offend me. And or, I don't do anything against, you know, what I believe. And that's that's just not the world we live in. You know, like if 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 they're making if they're making commercials for 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 gay for like that are gay themed, gay centric. I mean, it's because there is a market for that. Um, there's no need to comment. But we live in, in a time, um, especially you know, social media, um, this age of social media, where people feel like I have to comment on that. It's not just enough to like. Okay, I saw that. I wasn't really feeling it. You know, they might not even be homophobic. I just I just wasn't really feeling it. I thought it was a terrible uh, terrible ad. But we don't just let that slide. We have to say something. We have to comment. And, you know, I don't really know how to how to address that, but the the reality is that, you know, that's a problem. If we're all if we're always commenting and we always feel that need to like to make a comment when sometimes you just need just like like grandma says, oh, you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say anything. Do you think um and this is something that just kinda hit me, that there's a bigger acceptance with being like lesbian versus being gay? Oh, for sure. Oh, I mean that's that's uh, that's that's baked into our culture. I mean, the idea that and that, you know, Two women together is not threatening. It's that's acceptable. That's that's a straight man's fantasy, like to see, you know, two women together. Because I'm sure, and, like everybody growing up, um, you had like those two aunties. Like one was your aunt, and one was your aunt's friend. Yeah, you know, they lived they lived together for for thirty years, but they're just roommates. I mean, it, it that definitely that definitely happens. But people that doesn't lesbians don't necessarily threaten patriarchy. And systems of patriarchy in the same way that, you know, two men do. Like, because then there's a question, well, like, if you see two men, like, well, who's the man and who's the woman? It's like, you project gender roles on, on two on, on two men. Like, for a lot of people, that's, that's, that's a, a mental, a mental game that they, that they do that totally washes all the, com- the complexity of, of the, the relationship. So see, I've never done that. Um, I'm going to rewind for a second just to, to make something, like, make sense to people. Probably the first interaction, like, I really had with, like, uh, gay culture was probably, like, that show. I don't, I don't know if you remember. 
uh, queer eye for the straight guy. Um, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At the time, everybody thinks that guy, like gay men are, they dress well, they speak well, you know, they walk with a certain like, yo, I know I'm that dude right now. So they were dressing up these guys to kind of make them look better. It's real ironic that the clothes that like are in right now are way tighter than anything that people were putting on back then. Like this probably was like, it's, like it's 2005, true. 2006. Um, but you know, like everybody went from a certain, I don't even think that like white people were wearing baggy clothes at this time, but like they were cleaning people up to give them a better appearance and an image. They were doing like different maintenance stuff. So guys are getting their eyebrows done. Um, it's all of that stuff. Uh, so with that being my first introduction to it, I remember just being like, I don't know if I could rock with that because I don't want people necessarily associating me with being like gay. Um, and that was always my fear because I didn't want like, I'm like, yo, I'm black. What, being clean and, and, and well kept? It wasn't that. It was like, <laughs> and that's what it should have been. But like, you know, like society gets in your head and you're like, yo, maybe they're going to start looking at me different. Like I'm gay or something and I can't have that. Like I love women. Yeah. I ain't even like, and it was never from a malicious point that I was thinking this. It was all about me. Just like, yo, I don't want women thinking I'm anything with me because I'm trying to get all of these women that I can get. I am mm-hmm. trying to be that dude. And then it's just weird and interesting that like, here's the point that we are now where uh, you can see couples of men kind of walk openly and everybody's cool with it, relatively speaking. Like, mm-hmm. nobody's going to say anything. Um, if you do want to get your eyebrows done as a man, it's pretty much okay. Nobody thinks you're gay. If you're doing all of these, you know, kind of man pruning things, it's perfectly fine. Pharrell is walking around with like little side bags that kind of look like purses. Um, nobody's saying that Pharrell is gay. Uh, so you've gotten to a certain intersection with some of the things that we thought at one point what we were really thinking that were way out there, people don't necessarily associate them with just being gay anymore. Yeah. Like that was the kind of point that I'm making where everything used to be this kind of funny that you're doing this. Now, you know, it ain't too funny anymore. Um, I just think we had a weird point. Uh, it's, it's a really, like, it's not interesting because it's people's lives, but Ultimately, like, I'm just trying to move all of this forward to just tell people, you know, uh, people are people. Um, hell, I've known you for damn near 20 years. Yeah, it's been a minute. I, yeah, I didn't know you were gay. I didn't care when I heard about it. When, when did you find out I was gay? I'm, I'm just a little bit curious. Or when did you, like, realize that I was gay? I, didn't re- I heard about it. I want to say Brandon was like, yeah. I feel like my like Michael had told me he was gay, and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, really? But he used to do all of that stuff to that girl. This that's the first <laughs> thing that came to my mind. Like, I remember he was like, because he used to be like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's down. Anybody else that wants some, like, shit, do it for y'all, just because you know she lets me do nasty stuff to her. So I'm like, huh, okay. Like, I, I never thought about it or like considered that an option. So like mm-hmm. the first time I saw it. We were in town, and I happened to just be in town for something from L.A., um, and I think we had tried to go to, it was a, uh, what's the Daily Show hosted? It was John Stewart and Stephen Colbert had a rally downtown. On the okay. We had linked up, and we were just having dinner afterwards at this spot, 
because, you know, we had kind of all lost each other, so we linked up later. And I remember my homegirl was there. And so you were, like, the the Mike Hell that I remember from college was different than the Mike Hell there. But you were the same person. So that mm-hmm. was, like, the first time that I saw it. And I was just like, hmm, all right. Like, I ain't going to treat you different. Like, you the same person to me. So, you, you know what I'm saying? You can say bitch to a girl now and get away with it. Eh, like, the only real difference to me. Like, not really seeing a difference of a person. Because it's still, like you said, you look the same. It's not like I saw you walking down the street with high heels. I never saw that. Yeah. So, like, I never associated, you know, you being gay based on a look. Okay. And I think that's what a, a lot of times, at least from my perspective, that's what people do. Like, if you look a certain way, it's like, oh, yeah, that person's gay. Like, especially now, like, you look yeah. a certain way. Like, you wearing high heels, you got on some tight jeans. Like, you're basically the archetype from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, yeah. the gay dudes that were on that, they fit a mold. Like, yeah. we got bags. We have very, like, effeminate features in a sense where we're doing very womanly things. And that's yeah. where I think a lot of the backlash is coming to. Like, yeah. I don't know if you see it as much as, like, maybe that archetype, but, like, certainly, like, from everything that I know, people tend to, like, go against that where it's like, nah, you can be gay. Why do you have to act like that or dress like that? Like, yeah. So that's so that's one of the really interesting things like within the gay community is that you know that there is a, a difference between our, our not not necessarily a difference but you know a conversation that that is being had between you know gay men who present as femme versus gay men who present as as like air quotes butch like I mean I'm I'm I can see myself as like a regular dude like just a regular dude but like you know I I do know. That you know, some guys like you know they wear foundation when they go out, and they wear like lace blouses and whatnot. That's just that's just not my style. Yeah, and so, Migos are wearing lace blouses right now. The Migos are because, wearing blouses. <laughs> Little Yachty's wearing like a lot of people are doing this stuff, and certainly like you've always done exactly. That's why I'm like, there's been such a a mixture of what's accepted for people, especially men, to kind of do now. Yeah, like, you can't just look at somebody off like with a lot of like you know just. I can't look at you now and be like, yo, I think this guy's gay or this guy's not. This guy's straight. Like, I don't yeah. know. If There's a certain, certain more gender fluidity. Yeah. Like, if it was in 2001, the Migos would be definitely would be suspect. We'd be like, eh, you know what? Y'all wearing blouses, bro. Like, pretty sure. Um, yeah. It's just weird the way trends move. Like, fashion is something else. And it's, and really, I mean, if we really look at it, some of it is cyclical. I mean, some some of the things that we wearing now that that are trending now are, are trending now are are throwbacks to you know seventies and sixties fashions. I know there was a huge uproar about the male romper, but I mean they were rompers in, in the sixties and seventies. I mean that was that was a disco outfit. You were you know a polyester romper and some white shoes, and you had poly big hair. I mean that was just. That was a thing, and that definitely went out of fashion in the eighties and nineties. You know, even myself when I went to when I first went to Maryland, you know, I had you know baggy jeans and tim boots, and 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 um, my hair was corn rolled back. But you know, but wait, we 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 move in cycles. Say that again. I said, would you have a romper or not? Um, yeah, it's 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 in the mail. I mean, I I go to the gym too much for me not to not to you know show off my good works. All right, so I'm going to keep it all the way real. Like, it's no funny. doubt. I was, I was talking with my homegirl about this. 
certain people can pull shit off. The reason that this whole romper thing is a thing was because Cam Newton rocked one. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton is, you know, crazy and fit. Like, you know, that's what he is. He's yeah. somebody that's, you know, six foot, what, six foot four, 240, but he's literally chiseled. He yeah. could probably pull something off that a dude that's kind of got like a beer belly, don't really work out. You can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't wear the same thing Cam Newton wears. Yeah. I think, like, certain things and fashion trends would be more accepted if they were more body appropriate. Like, I feel like a lot of times people, and this is men, women, everybody, gay, straight, I don't care. They don't necessarily dress for their body. They dress but, for all. They think this shit is hot. But, but there was, and, and so there's another part to that is like, you know, when you see Cam Newton wear that, or you see, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Thunder fan. When you see, um, Russell Westbrook's fashions before the game, you're like, whoa, this, this dude is, is out there, but they carry it with such confidence, like body, body type aside, it's about how you carry it and the confidence you carry it with. And and the image that you're trying to project when I when I wear my clothes, I mean, yeah, sometimes my clothes might be tight. Hell, I I have kilts and fishnets, but like when I when I wear my clothes, I wear my clothes and I pre- present myself as you know, I go to the gym, I'm fit, I'm conf- I'm confident, but I also present myself as like I'm I'm like I'm, I'm a I'm a more of a of a of a dude like a regular dude like I don't want to like fem shame or like that's not what I want to do but I, I just present myself as a certain type of dude right. um so as opposed to I'm wearing a fishnet and I'm super fam and I'm going out and that's that's the the image I'm trying to project so that's I mean did you wear the kilt pre Kanye or post Kanye um I don't remember when Kanye wore his kilt There's a couple but of I. I feel like this is like one of those photos you had on like Instagram, and I'm, I'm pretty I, sure I like the joint. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's, it's it, I mean it's it's been some years. I mean, but like you know, I I mean, yeah, it's been some years. Okay. Okay. Like my bad for cutting you up too. It was just that's not. Now nah, you're good. I mean, I that's, that's but that's that's it's a, so about a certain confidence and about the image that you're trying to project. So it's like me, like, yeah, I like to have fun. I'm a little bit crazy, and I like to live in that space. So, like, yeah, if I see something interesting, like a kilt or a fishnet or, like, you know, remember, but there was a time when I um, when I had a mohawk, and I like a blonde mohawk. Like, it's like, yo, because I think this is going to be fun. Like, never mind, like, oh, somebody's going to say that I'm gay, like, because I don't really carry myself like that. But it's like, I want to have, have a bit of fun. Life is too short. You talking about like the little fishnet tops, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah like fishnet tank tops. Yeah, you, you basically you the warriors, like the little eighties movies where like all of them yeah run around beating yeah them. yeah yeah. I feel like I've seen you in that. Um, although it's it's funny you say that now that I'm thinking about it. You ever see uh, Police Academy? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, those I loved all of those movies. So anytime they ever went, I want to say it was called the Blue Flame Lounge. They were always going to this bar with like a the gay bar. Yeah, they went. They always went to the gay bar. Like, yeah, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that this was supposed to be a gay bar. I didn't know what it was. It'd just be a <laughs> bunch of men like that. Be like Mad Diesel, and you have them in like the fishnet, like kind of uh, wife beater, and they all just be in there dancing, just getting it. And like you know, like I think the the captain that they didn't like, they would always put them in weird situations. Yeah, like that's the image that I get when you say that. Where I'm like, yo, I remember this from the '80s, where like they clearly were trying to make a point without necessarily like dissing somebody or 
you know, trying to like demean or say something like negative to somebody, but they definitely mm-hmm. were trying to, you know, push the boundaries for comedy reasons. Yeah. That's crazy that I literally just thought about that. Wow. So yeah, that image has been around for a minute. Okay. I rock with it. So, uh, I want to wrap this up, um, just cause I don't want to run this too long. Uh, Anything you'd love to add to this conversation? Uh, give you last word before we get out of here? I mean, the main thing is, it's like, you know, we all have to do a better job of accepting each other. We all have our Im- implicit biases. So whether I see a black man who I assume is straight and he might have a certain demeanor towards me, you know, and he might see me as a black a black gay man, he might have a certain demeanor towards me. Like, we have to, we have to do a better job of checking those implicit biases and dialing it back. I mean, because literally it is a matter of life and death. I can't say it better than that. Uh, I agree. Thank you, my brother, for allowing me to um, have this conversation with you. Uh, Appreciate it, man. Yeah, real talk. Like, I I definitely think this is good for everybody. Um, Again, thank you. So after hearing that conversation, um, the thoughts I really pulled away were that ultimately everybody has a place in this world. I neither have to agree or disagree with the things you do. And the truth is, is that I don't need to judge them. I should just let you live off the strength of you being yourself. And if you're a good person, if you're a good person and you do good things, that's enough for me. Um, Hope everybody took a little something away from this. Uh, People got some understanding that they may not have had. Uh, This has been another episode of The Real World. You know where to catch me. Uh, I'm found everywhere that you can find podcasts. I'm on iTunes. I'm on Stitcher. I'm on Google Play. I'm at SoundCloud. It's been a great day. I hope you guys have a good one. See you next Wednesday. Peace.